should we get this thing started? Thank you for tuning in to Muse by Mariah, the podcast where we dive deep into discussing mind, body, and soul. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Muse by Mariah, the podcast. Today, I'm going to be discussing the topic of body dysmorphia. This is something I actually didn't even know was a thing until recently. It was like trending on TikTok for some reason. And I was like, I Googled it and I was like, what does this mean? I was like reading the symptoms of it because it's classified as a mental health disorder also known as BDD. And I was reading it and I was like, wow, I kind of have some of these traits and dealing with working out and eating healthy and my weight is constantly fluctuating. I am just now starting to get comfortable with my body, even though I have gained like 15 to 20 pounds in the past year not going to blame it on COVID, but I'm going to blame it on COVID. What do you expect? (laughs) So according to Google, body dysmorphia is a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. This can be imagined and most of the times it's unnoticeable by others. So when this topic first came up on my TikTok feed, a lot of the videos revolved around people who were doing everything that they needed to do. They're eating right. They're exercising. A lot of the girls were like jacked and like thick as hell, like a perfect gym bod. But then they would still look in the mirror and they just weren't happy with their body. They weren't happy with who they were seeing. And after reading about what it was and the symptoms of body dysmorphia, I kind of was like thinking like, you know, this stems from society, like we're being held to society standards. And we could acknowledge the progress that we've made, especially within the past decade. The original beauty standards was what your Victoria's Secret model, like 110, 120 pounds, like, and then now we're kind of expanding into, you know, plus sizes, we're getting um, all body inclusive brands and fashion. And we're starting to really make that transition that, you know, the beauty standards that were promoted are just not realistic. Not everyone is built like that. But then you have the topic of social media, which just adds fuel to the fire, baby. With all these photo editing apps and like, you know, catfish is a real thing. Thing. Like people go out there and catfish, you know, not to get off topic, but I'm a very, very big fan of the show catfish. And can we just talk about the girl who thought she was talking to Chris Brown, Chris Breezy Brown? Like why? How? I'm not, I'm not going to sidetrack, but that just still baffles me to this day. I don't, I really don't get it anyway, but seriously, the topic of social media is so damaging to the younger generation of not just females, but for anybody. I am so glad that I was in that I am in the generation that was able to experience pre-digital before 
Like I, we were able to witness the evolution of what technology is. And we're just going to keep seeing more and more. The kids these days, they don't know what a VHS tape is. They don't know what it's like to have to sit there for 30 minutes to wait for your movie to rewind. They don't know that. But what they do know is the ropes around social media, all the ins and outs. This is what these kids are growing up and that is all that they know. Why do you think we have a term called the iPad kids? Like, does that not like scare people? Like there are children that we call iPad kids because that's all they do is that they're on their iPad. And then you have to think about all of these influencers and celebrities and all of these people that younger generations look up to and the stuff that they're putting out on social media. Like, I'm going to use an example for me, right? If you guys know me, you know I am a huge Kardashian fan. I am on top of all the latest scandals, everything. Like, I am obsessed with them. But there are some things that rub me the wrong way. I don't know if you guys saw that they had a Keeping Up with the Kardashians two-part reunion. And in the second part, Andy had asked... Do you guys believe that you are promoting unhealthy beauty standards? Now, this has been floating around social media for years and it has never directly been answered. So I was kind of like, ooh, like, what are they going to say? Immediately, Kim was like, no, we get up every day. We put in the work in the gym, da, 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 da. And I'm like, Kim, there were so many ways that you could have gone about this question. She didn't even take a second to think about what he was asking, right? No, they don't have to say the things that they've done to alter their looks. That's not really anybody's business. However, they could say, yes, we have a personal trainer who comes when we need them. We have a chef. Like not every a majority of the population does not have tools like this. And then obviously we can make our own assumptions about the medical procedures that they've had done. They have admitted to a few, obviously Kylie's lips, Courtney's tits, Chloe's nose. And that's about the furthest extent of what they've admitted. But I just think it's crazy because this stems from body dysmorphia. You see women out there who are going to plastic surgeons and asking to look like Kim Kardashian. And then it makes you think about the kids who are growing up and seeing this constantly on their feed. All of these celebrities and well-known influencers are getting the same medical procedures done in order to enhance the same body parts. Then it makes you start questioning, am I supposed to look like that? Is this what I am supposed to look like? And then if you don't look like that, it's like, well, fuck. And then the next best thing is editing your pictures. Now, I am going to be completely honest here. I used to edit the fuck out of my pictures. I used to make my waist skinnier. I would make my ass bigger. I would try to make my arms smaller because I'm extremely insecure about my arms 
and I would post those pictures because I thought I looked good. Not even thinking about the psychological aspect of it because then I would look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't look like that. And after you know, researching this topic and thinking about how I wanted to go about this episode, I kind of was thinking of when did it start for me? When did the, I'm not going to say that I have body dysmorphia disorder because obviously I've never been diagnosed. So I'm not going to say that, but I do feel like as a society, we're experiencing a lot of the symptoms that go along with it. So I kind of wanted to think back to when it started for me, because since I didn't grow up in this age of photo editing and Instagram influencers and all of that stuff. I was kind of thinking of when I started feeling insecure with my body because from the time that I can remember from when I was younger, I never felt like I was overweight and close to obese at my age. And I'm talking like elementary school-ish. And I was an athlete my whole life. I was competing with these other kids. I never thought of myself to be overweight. But then when I started thinking back about it, my parents never said no. Anything I wanted to eat, it was always okay. I would down a sleeve of Oreos, no problem. And I really, like I said before, like we are products of our environment. And at the time I didn't have the technology to Google, like, am I fat or like, what can I eat to be healthy? And my parents never said like, oh, let's eat a salad because it's healthy. Let's have some fruits. Like let's drink water because your body needs water. Like it was never explained to me in that way. So I would just eat whatever I wanted. And it was this moment in time When I was, I think it was elementary school and they take the whole entire class into the nurse's office and they would weigh you for the presidential and national awards, I think it was. And one by one, each kid would get weighed and they would be like, oh, you're one whatever. Like, first of all, why did they do that? Why was that necessary? Like, was I going to get the award because I was overweight and still competing better to these other kids? Like, I just didn't understand. I still don't understand the necessity in weighing all of us one by one. So after they weighed all of us, I remember going into the lunchroom for lunch and one of the girls in my class was crying, like hysterically crying. And everyone was like consoling her saying like, oh my God, what's wrong? And she goes, I'm 100 pounds and hysterically crying. And everyone's like, oh, my God, don't worry. It's going to be okay." And she was like, I'm going to starve myself now. Like, I have to eat healthy or whatever. And in my head, I'm like trying to console her, too. But I'm like, I weighed 125. Should I be crying right now? Should I be concerned with my weight? The fact that she's like having an episode like this, that's when it all kind of hit me that, oh, am I not supposed to look the way that I am right now? And then there were some incidents after that that happened where I was kind of bullied for being overweight, but I never really took it personally because honestly, the real reason why I never took it personally was because I knew I could beat the shit out of all of them. Like there was just no comparison. So 
I don't recall, like I remember being made fun of for being fat, but I never, like I don't recall being upset about the fact that they were calling me this. What upset me more was that awkward stage that you get when you like don't really fit into kids clothes anymore, but you don't fit into adult clothes either. So it's like, what, what the fuck do you wear? Like my mom was like, what do I put you in? And at that time it was just fucking t-shirts. Like I was rocking t-shirts every single day. And then there was like little things like that. And then you start to grow. That's when Instagram like first started becoming pop and then like middle school. So that's when I started, you know, editing my pictures and feeling the need to fit in. That's kind of when I started to have my glow up because I feel like I was always in the shadows and in the background in school. I wasn't really well known. Like people knew of me, but I wasn't really part of many cliques. So that was when the glow up started to happen, if you know what I'm saying. So I try to fit this persona that I just wasn't. And I remember for years, like it wasn't until like the past year where I finally felt happy with my body, even though I'm not like at my goal weight or my, I don't have my dream bob, but I'm comfortable and I'm secure and I'm not upset. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some days I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, I look like a bloated sack of potatoes right now. Like I can't, wear a bikini but it's kind of just like in the moment thing like I kind of changed my diet completely so if there is a healthy alternative to anything I am going to try it and something that's extremely important to note before I get into like how to cope and deal with body dysmorphia if you have it or someone you know has it The most important thing to know is that it is unique to everybody. Not everyone is going to have the same experience or situation or flaw that they're constantly overthinking. Everyone is going to be different. So in order to help cope with this disorder, if you have the means um, to see therapy, not a therapy that you go, first of all, I cannot stand a therapist who just listens. I have seen, I've seen a lot of therapists in my lifetime. And I can't tell you one that I've had that has just like blown me away. So it's always important to make sure if you see a therapist that they're helping you, that they're they're not just sitting there listening to whatever you feel like talking about. They need to be benefiting you in some type of way. Anyway, that was my pet peeve that I had to just throw in there. But if you want to see a therapist, you can. Journaling is an extreme key to not just overall better health, but better mental health awareness, better self-love, self-worth, journaling. If you don't know how to start or where to begin, for a journal prompt, Google it. I am sure there are tons of journal prompts that you can start with. And you can just start with one question. If you want, if you feel bold, start with three questions a day and constantly write down the things that are bothering you, what you're looking at in the mirror that is bothering you. And then write down your goals, write down your aspirations, write down where you would like to be. And then when writing down these goals, 
It's also important to acknowledge the little steps that you take. If you lost one pound, pat yourself on the back because that is a step. If you lost two pounds, if you gained weight, but you look smaller in the mirror, which happens because muscle weighs more than fat, then congratulate yourself. Don't just look at the end goal. You have to think about all the steps it takes to get to that end goal. And one of my favorite things to say, health is wealth. What we're feeding our bodies is ultimately what we're feeding our minds. If we're feeding our bodies negative things, processed foods, junk food, all of that stuff, then we're going to be negative. We're going to be feeling blah. It is a proven scientific fact. If you eat healthy things and you kind of transition your body to eat those healthy things, you're going to feel so much better. And honestly, I'm... If you follow me on Instagram, I try to post all of my finds that I find because I like to test everything out, but there really is an alternative for almost anything out there to something healthy. And lastly, I think it's extremely, extremely important to spend time with yourself. Spend time learning about things that you like to do and things that you don't like to do. Once you feel more comfortable being on your own and being by yourself, you'll start to learn that you don't need anyone's opinion to make you feel whole. You learn how to not take things personally and you kind of just raise your vibrations, your frequency. You raise your higher self, self self-love, self-worth. That's what we're all about here. And of course, remember that this is not something that you're just going to wake up one day and everything's going to be all rainbows and you hit your goal. Like, no, this is a lifelong journey and it's going to take some time and it's going to take some time to even see that first step. But just think about your goals. Think about where you would like to be. Think about not don't put a timeline to it because I I just don't believe in timelines anymore. I had a set timeline pre-COVID to like all of the steps in my life. And yeah, that <laughs> I don't, that timeline's gone. So I'm just like, I should have never set a timeline on all of the things that I wanted to do and accomplish because I had like a low point where I'm like, I didn't do any of it. But anyway, There was some show that I was watching and they said it takes 12 days to build a routine. So just think less than two weeks of consistency. That means eating healthy, doing your journal prompts, doing some exercise, not anything crazy. You can start off with just a walk a day and maybe you can get into other things too. But just 12 days of following a consistent routine and it'll become easier. Oh, and lastly, take a social media detox. If you feel like you need to, if you're feeling overwhelmed with everything that's happening, all the things that you're seeing, feeling like you're not getting there fast enough, just take a little break. Even if it's just for 24 hours, just take a small break. It'll do wonders for your mental health, people. I am telling you. 
and make sure that you continue to surround yourself with people who uplift you. Why would you want to be surrounded with negative people all the time? People who are not there for you and don't support you. Make sure you have good, supportive, positive people within your circle. Even though I've only done only, even though this is my third podcast episode, I have to say it was my favorite because I love when I'm either doing research for an article or now that I'm doing research for my podcast, I love when I'm able to self-reflect on an episode and kind of think back to like a time, like for example, when I was talking about my younger self and it really has shown me the progress that I've made within the years, um, but especially within the past year and how comfortable I am with my body and who I am as a person. And it honestly just makes me feel so happy and content with myself. And then when I hear from you guys, uh, it just it just makes my whole world, honestly. But this is episode three, and I'm so happy that you guys are loving this podcast. I really, really take everything that you guys tell me into consideration, especially being a newbie and kind of doing this on my own. Um, I love to hear feedback so I can be better and do better. So make sure you stay tuned. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen, but I am now starting to do some featured articles to go with some of my podcast episodes. So I will be dropping a body dysmorphia article shortly. So continue to check out the site at musebymariah.com. Thank you.